Hello there, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella, and your co-hosts for the show, Baldo Garza with Tex-Mex Yogi and Nurse Doza. We have a super exciting guest today. Uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't there for this recording, so I really love listening to this while I was putting this podcast together. But before I introduce him... The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so our guest today is Mike Lemongelli, and he is the founder of Antisocial Ice Cream out by the Oasis, which is pretty iconic restaurant they talk about it a bit at the top of the show pretty pretty famous in austin and honestly across the nation really great sunsets and uh, this place is huge but mike honestly was the smart one in creating his completely vegan ice cream shop in the oasis center and they're going to talk about that why he went vegan his his journey and what led him to opening this ice cream shop really interesting story i know you guys are going to love this one here is Mike Lemongelli on the How Do You Health podcast. Awesome. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We've been live over there for like the past three minutes. Oh, that's embarrassing. Minutes. <laughs> they but, uh, my nose. We're here with Mike Lemongelli. Um, so Mike, you, we've been friends now for like maybe a couple months now, right? Like that, it feels uh, like forever. It feels it like forever. Like yeah, we <laughs> always have great conversations. And uh, um, Mike uh, here owns... Uh, uh, I mean, I love the ice cream. Uh, what are, what are we calling Anti-social? it? Antisocial. Antisocial. That's right. Antisocial ice cream out in uh, what's that area called? It's Lake Travis, right? Yeah, Oasis, Texas. Oasis, Texas. Well, it's just Texas, yeah, for sure. Oasis, Texas. Yeah. Th- that place was fun. Like, I uh, have you been out there before? I still haven't gotten to go. I hope I get to go soon before <laughs> it's yeah, too right. late, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be just fine this season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, a monstrosity of a restaurant. They seat like twenty five hundred people. And they have three-hour waits. 
So wow. what that yields for an ice cream shop is before dinner dessert and after dinner dessert. So it's kind of like in terms of profitability. Well, because they're having to wait, right? Yeah. So it's like, might but as well they don't know that you can't make a reservation. And then these people feel fucking trapped for some reason. Like you can't just get back in your car yeah. and go anywhere else. Um, yeah, because it's a drive. Yeah, because you have to drive all the way out there. It's like 30, 45 minutes. Okay. Well, a lot of people come from Dallas and Houston and that I understand. But if you live in Austin, just go anywhere else. But I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm just saying, <laughs> that you, like, you could. I was thinking about how smart it would be to have like a nail salon, a massage parlor, or something also in the complex. What is shit that you don't want to do? What if you have time? Like, oh, I have three hours. Let's go get our nails done. Maybe a movie theater should open up. Like, you have that much time in between when you're starving and actually consuming food. Seems That's crazy. interesting. That's really interesting. So. I had a friend who used to uh, want to, he was a chiropractor, and he wanted to open a chiropractic clinic inside a car wash. Yep, perfect Because he said, yeah, he's like, think about it. People Genius. are just waiting there. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it makes sense. He's like, I'm here. I might as well get adjusted. So true. Anything I mean, we can approach that with shots, too. We can do it with IVs and shots. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Get an IV, get a shot. And get your car washed. <laughs> I'm down for that cause. See, see, if it was Mexico, you'd be getting your car washed no matter where, right? right? Like, it's almost like I'll, I'll wash your car right now. I was like, that's stay, fine. Like, yeah, just stay environmental and reuse the water. <laughs> is how you. That's what they do anyway, right? They reuse all that water. A lot of places water. do. <laughs> but that's what I smell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell, my car smells worse getting out of a car <laughs> wash. That's not a good idea. Uh, yeah. So you you opened antisocial. Yeah. And it is a vegan ice cream parlor completely vegan ice cream down right? to the spoons Dude, down the to the spoons yeah. all right? and, the, and, and the brownie that they yeah i mean we oh, were talking when you so came good. in here right you were like <laughs> talking about like the shoes and talking about i mean almost animal testing and you haven't brought leather in a while so this is a huge part of you absolutely okay so what started all this why why are you you know anti animal cruelty yeah uh so long story short i was on this path of the American dream and there's two facets to this so I like to think that they call it the American dream because they want you to be asleep during it and then I also call it the American nightmare because you're on this path of sacrificing health for wealth and then you have a heart attack and then all of that work you don't even get to enjoy anything about that and my seatbelt was starting to get tight I was 22 working for my dad's company um, selling out to the man if you will <laughs> just to try to make the money and then I selfishly started looking into consuming less animal products solely because uh, I was doing some research. My buddy was vegan for a while, my best friend, and we were doing P90X together. Yeah. And his results were happening so fast. And I, would, I was just like, I'm eating like sausage and peppers and sandwiches still. And he's eating a vegan diet. And he's just like, his pecs are huge. He just gets so jacked. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? It was purely down to our caloric intake and the foods that we, I was eating versus his. So then he was like, hey, do you want to watch this documentary called Forks Over Knives? And I was like, of course, I'll watch anything with you. And then these people were reversing their diabetes. They have bags of pills, insulin shots multiple, multiple times a day. And it was within two weeks of a plant-based diet, they were coming down from all of the drugs. And I thought that that was just so fascinating. I thought, I thought diabetes was a given when we get older like old fat diabetic it's just something that happens i yeah. had no idea that it was because of the food that we yeah. eat like that wasn't a correlation for you no yeah and like 
and now I, I after coming to here after coming here I feel like a fucking idiot even saying that <laughs> but like that's where most of the masses are where you don't correlate yeah. oh heart disease or Alzheimer's or any of these things that we talk about nowadays sleep and all the things that are essential to life diet related and it's yeah. important so I mean well we were there at some point too where it's of like course. oh food helps right you know like <laughs> yeah know, at some point yeah. you're just like and then it's just like yeah of course it does and then it's and then it just becomes like well i don't understand why i never knew this exactly right? and like i think the problem too in terms of ethnicity and um what our parents tell us and what they don't know it's frustrating because i always say diets diseases tend to run in families because diets tend to run in families and when you yeah. look at that like if i was still living in pennsylvania with my dad who's overweight very italian lifestyle i mean i can't imagine what I would look like right now. Yeah. I would just because I would be working my ass off with him out there in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and like, I mean, I probably would have a gut, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I I, I imagine the Italian, you know, with the jumpsuit and all that, the, oh. bi- the white beater, you know, <laughs> got the big old gut that's out. I mean, that's that's true because then you look at like the Hispanics and the Mexican. And they got like the we call it the old man gut. Mm. It's a hard gut. Like it's hard underneath because there's muscle under there, but it's crazy because over that muscle is just fat that's gone literally inflamed. Yes. And you're you're correct. I used to. My parents still think that when you get old, that you're just supposed to like basically die in a hospital bed hooked up to a ventilator, with on dialysis or like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just supposed to be very ill with like on ten medications because that's all they see with their friends. And they think that's what the end of life is. And I think this is the first time that our culture is saying, no, we're not going to end up like that. Like, we're going to live a very healthy life to where I want to keep doing push-ups to the day I die. Yes. Right? And it's it's that's not a stupid thing to think about by any no. means. Right? Super cool thing to it, think about. It's a really cool thing to think about. Right? And so if you think about where meat comes into play with with that kind of lifestyle, that's not the focus. Mm-hmm. It's if you, if you choose to if you choose to include meat into a lifestyle that promotes longevity, there's a lot of argument that maybe animal products won't help you live a longer life, right? Correct. Plenty of research articles regarding that. Yeah. I mean, forks over knives open the eyes to so many people. I I look at the that in the China study, mm-hmm. and a lot of people turning to the idea that maybe plants are like the way to go, right? Yeah. So now they're saying I'm plant based. Correct. And it doesn't mean you're vegan. Not at all. But I accept progress, not perfection. And when people use the PB word, I fucking love it. Do the best that you can at this moment in your life that you see fit, that works with you, whether you're meal planning or not, going out to eat or not, just finding, like, that's why the Izzy's of this Austin area are so important for him to use this platform. And I just think it's it's such a beautiful thing. Faya's as well. Um introducing him and I were talking about the other day where we're on kind of scales where you have your animal rights activists they're really extreme on this side where it's all or nothing and I have to always say I can't agree with all or nothing because it's not realistic Um, and so I at the ice cream shop kind of fall in the middle where like we just serve all vegan plant-based items subtly we don't say vegan or plant-based anywhere in the store because I figured we would be out of business by now. We're still in Texas. Yeah, exactly. So, so and what? I, they don't have milk? Yeah. Yeah. No, my God. <laughs> <laughs> to, to touch on that point, I have multiple like, I know things. this is vegan, but it still has milk. It has right? milk in it, right? <laughs> like, come on. That's what makes it ice So, <laughs> in case anyone's listening is inquisitive about cow pr- milk production, 
a lot of people don't know that cows have to be pregnant and then you have to have the baby and then that's how we get milk. People think that cows just produce milk for fun. Um, and they also think brown cows produce chocolate milk. That's a very strong thing that is actually <laughs> like people in the yeah, shop yeah. like are very confused Hey, I convinced a friend this. of mine back in high school that uh, that cheese came from jalapenos. <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> but also, okay, we're talking about high school. I'm talking to 50-year-old yeah, adults yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, who you could probably say that too as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it goes to show like our ice cream is that good that people don't know the difference and they'll go on Yelp and Google Maps and be like, holy shit, didn't realize this was vegan until this moment where I'm reading all these vegan people are talking about how good it is. Um, and then we have Fayez who's introducing through Prep to Your Door plant-based items delivered to you like this in a fucking jar that tastes amazing it's a so shout out to our sponsors by the way yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Door, i love that so it's like you have these three extremes and there's always a gray area so going back to your plants plant-based model i think it's important to just limit as just it just always keep learning too don't take anything that i say like do research upon all the things that i'm going to say because i'm I try to live a fact-based life, and if somebody were to tell me something, I want to know is that correct or not. Go back to the to the cows. So yeah. I imagine what you were going to say was they're impregnating these cows to produce more milk. So they're giving them hormones in order to become pregnant, correct? A hundred percent. But and then if we talk about the cruelty side, it is somebody sticking their hand all yep. the way up an ass and a vagina to in artificially inseminate? Yes, they are. Which to most people, if you were to do that, that's rape. If we're gonna throw out like <laughs> that, it's yeah, yeah, uh, in and or it's illegal in most <laughs> because yeah. it's uh what's the sodomy? Yeah, correct. But <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> animal uh what's the word when you fuck animals? Bestiality. <laughs> bestiality. <laughs> bestiality. Is, but it's not bestiality wow, if we're getting I never milk thought out we would of touch it. That. I never thought bestiality was gonna come up here. Okay, that's cool. But it, but it's, it's true though. Like it's because that's it, what I'm saying. Truth. It is the true. truth of what's happening. This is what's going on. So it's funny. We have a good friend who is very much in, the, in your mindset. Animal cruelty is wrong, mm -hmm. and he goes out of his way to make sure that you understand that any animal cruelty, down to the T of even co consuming animal products, the process to get it on your plate should be considered. And Fayez always talks about you know how many steps it takes to get organic farm-raised food over to your plate, how many processes, steps it takes. Think about the idea that seasonal food is produced year-round now. If you want a cow to produce milk year-round and you want it to produce a lot more, you have to modify how they're going to produce it, right? So, yes, they're jamming this up there and they're sticking this in there and they're stressing out these animals because on top of it, all these cows are not free-range. They are locked under a cover that blocks sun. Mm -hmm. They're let out every now and then to eat, but they're just standing there in like shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder next to each other. Yeah, they just yeah. put the food in front of them. Yeah, like a Most trough, are right? not let yeah. out, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're eating shitty food, right? Okay, and yeah. Yes, keep going. This yeah. is a great process. So so then what happens is, let's say they milk the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. They pump them full of growth hormones in yep, order RBGH. to... Yep, in order to actually get more production. They get mastitis. They produce sometimes pus. Yes. Right, and blood yes. out of that udder. Because oh they, because man, they, it's, it's hard to actually man. produce this milk and get it out of there, and then on top of it, they become s their udders become so engorged and inflamed. and inflamed that they wound up increasing the life expectancy of each cow, and they die quicker. They can't stand up. They kind of you know have trouble standing, and then 
the meat comes. Because mm-hmm. then after they're dead, they're like, well, we can still use this meat. So you're eating meat from a from an animal that was stressed out, injected with hormones, lived a horrible life, yes. was infected and sick, and oh yeah, we're serving that in your school lunches to your kids. Yes. And they're still going to process it even more. And they're oh, going to process it more because they're going to spray it with ammonia and things <laughs> that don't make it turn rancid. Yes. Dude, so many points that I would love to touch on. Everything you said. Go ahead. 100%. So, um, first, Baldo jumped in and said the stuff that they're feeding them. So, when people are afraid of soy or whatever, that they're getting non, they're getting 100% GMO soy thrown in their food to grow them. So, there's one thing that they're being fed if you are trying to dodge soy or phytoestrogen or something. Uh, number two, meat should be gray by the time it comes to the sh- to the store shelf, mm-hmm. but it's red because of the things that they're doing to it to make it shelf stable, ammonia or whatever that is. Um, in terms of the udders and then the abscesses, a lot of the times um, slaughterhouse employees have talked about you just the the animal's cancerous, it has a huge tumor, they just cut off the mass that they're not fucking doctors or surgeons, cut that shit off and you still get that meat because you're not getting the cancer abscess. So that's also coming along with the kids to lunch. Um, it is, it's insane. And then blood and pus that is in milk, it shouldn't be white. Milk shouldn't be white. It should be pink and more red because of all that shit that's going into it. So then you have so that process. Yes. The whitewashing. Yes, and then the sugar that comes in milk. I mean, yeah, holy There's no fuck. sugar in milk. Why the hell is it? Why right. is there sugar in milk now? I mean, that there was a guy here earlier, and he was saying a friend of his thinks um, – drinks coconut milk mm-hmm. but it drinks the big cartons and he drinks three of them a day Holy hell. A lot. and i'm like he loves sugar and he's like yeah he didn't realize there was like nine grams of sugar in each serving you know because we have to have sugar but they have to wash it and clean it up for our parents because in our minds we were told milk does the body good we're supposed to have a glass of milk every day to grow big and yeah. strong they had a milk campaign got milk the it mustache. was the mustache. They had celebrities. Yep. They had athletes. They had your freaking mom on the cover of a magazine saying, my son needs to drink milk because it's going to help him stay healthy. Yeah. One day in grad school, this nutritionist told me, milk is actually linked to osteoporosis. I was just about to say that. And I was like, blew our fucking minds. Because the guy who's sitting next to me is drinking milk. Oh, God. And he's like, what? <laughs> he, like, puts it down. he puts it down. And he's like, and he looks at me and goes, this guy's killing me with the milk thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty bad. So I go home. I go to my uncle, who's a diabetic. And I was like, hey, that milk glass that you're about to drink right now with the slice of coffee cake that you're about to have, let me tell you what's wrong with that milk. The cows and blah, blah, blah. And I like, and he's like, okay, mijo. And then he like takes a sip of his milk after I get done. He jacks himself with his insulin and he eats his coffee cake. Yep. And I'm just like, you don't give a shit, do you? Because we don't. We don't want to know how the food got to our table easier not to know it's easier not to know it's just like we talked about like sweatshops yes and the iphone back like we don't want to know the effort that's made to get those products here so when you talk about keeping it local buying organic you know that the people behind the scenes are working their asses off to make sure that the products that put that they're put on our plates are quality products right you opened a vegan ice cream shop not because you're against animal cruelty but because you also want people to be healthier with the food you're serving them. 100%. That's incredible yeah. because how many food companies out there actually believe that? Yeah, and that's a that's a hard one, right? Because it's like you everybody loves ice cream like but uh, but the cream and the it makes it kind of not the healthiest thing, right? Because of or from from the standpoint of like what you're consuming and the cows and all that, but yeah. um, but then to recreate that 
in a, where like it still feels normal like like oh yeah i'm eating ice an experience ah. and, and so uh, and, and that for it to be healthy that's incredible like that's well awesome go and it doesn't stop with cows tell us about chickens yeah well first just to anyone listening the reason why milk is actually go like not helpful with osteoporosis it actually is so acidic that it extracts calcium from our bones so that's the right. most milk consuming cities in the the country are actually highly osteoporosis uh, yeah. levels. So it probably slows down your growth too as when you're younger, right? I you would, I don't think I don't so? know. I think my friend is six fucking three because he had a glass of milk with spaghetti, and then are we talking about like the growth hormones, sure. GF ones and all <laughs> these things? <laughs> That's right. So it's like okay, it's like toss up, but at the same time, then when he gets older, I'm hopeful he's this is the same vegan now, so like I don't know if you can just. I mean, we eat a ton of spinach, so maybe that's helpful or something yeah, like that. Yeah, honestly, you don't have to get all your calcium from milk. You no, get it from spinach. I mean, also, I know you have a problem with almonds, but almond milk, cashew milk, pea milk, all these oat milks are fortified with calcium, or it's like just as much, if not more, than a glass of milk. So it's like just literally it's as easy as doing this and grabbing a different one from this store. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to have milk every day in order to get your nutrients. You can get Definitely it many not. different ways. But, yeah. but, but all right, so tell us about chickens. Uh, my favorite fact about chickens that nobody knows is that they only have one hole. <laughs> they have one hole. One hole. <laughs> everything comes out. Eggs, <laughs> shit, pit, everything. So I yeah, I didn't know that either. Fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That that's suck. convenient. It is, and I mean, eggs should technically be covered in shit when you get them. They're not cleaned. Um, so, man, the chicken thing is always hard. So we talked about this earlier too. To be a free-range chicken, you could be in a giant pen. That's not a cage, a pen. Do you mean like to be labeled free-range? Yes, so yeah, okay. we could talk about marketing and behind sure. humanely slaughtered. I'm not sure what that even means, but <laughs> how do I humanely kill both of you right now? You know? <laughs> right, that's an oxymoron. Uh, <laughs> but but it's, it's such a driver for people to purchase that product for an expense as opposed to like something that doesn't say humanely raised and killed. It's like killing me softly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so first of all, with the chicken thing, uh, cage-free. If there is a window in said barn that is full of pens of like millions of chickens, then they can be labeled cage-free. So the FDA creates these rules, and I don't know if they have that many people inspect these places. There's um, how many chicken farms out there in this country? So there's that. And then the second thing, in the egg industry male chicks are rendered useless so all they have is somebody this is their job on a uh fucking roller just picks out males chicks and throw them instantly into the grinder killing baby chicks this is their job it's like female okay you're good male garbage garbage good and like the amount of psychological distress that that should have on somebody in a slaughterhouse too but that is <laughs> it's a it's a problem it just that's the most that's interesting because you've never like noticed like when you go to the grocery store to buy chicken like if it says if it, well i mean if it's male or female or it's like oh this was a male <laughs> chicken like would that make a difference if they did serve the male chicken well so in as i'm specifically talking about the egg industry uh that's where males are i don't know why they wouldn't just keep the males to then i guess kill them for chicken breast or wings oh, or yeah. whatever but because that's not their business right and it's more costly for them to grow said animal <laughs> to then ship it off. Um, but also this ties back into cows. That's I always crazy. say that it's actually better to give up dairy than beef almost because dairy cows have it way worse if they're perpetually raped for years and years and years and then killed. You should just be killed instead of 
going through all of that yeah. first. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. And if, if anyone's ever gone and really don't believe us, go watch the video Meet Your Meat. Oh, that's a good one. All right. I if you and like here's the thing. I love everything you're saying because it's just facts. I'm it's not making this, you're any not this making up. this up. Correct. We're not saying stop eating meat. We're just saying meet your meat. Yeah. Understand where it comes from. So I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but go ahead. No, it's it's true. Um then we could also talk about chicken in terms of they pump chicken with so much sodium without having to even tell us and then the sodium that is on the nutrition fact label would be post demise. So they're pumped with all this shit and hormones and stuff like that, and and salt, and then killed, and then there's so many things that are left off. And I know a lot of the sodium's for the to 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 preserve it, right? Well, yeah, but like I. That's the, crazy. Yeah, the things that are left off to me are more valuable than the things that they're that they're telling us, and they're not telling us a lot of stuff on purpose. Yeah, um, of course. Well, th- what I noticed about the growth hormones again. It, first of all, the growth hormones that they're injected with, they're patented. Like, the formulations are patented. They're owned by these food companies and some pharmaceutical industry. Absolutely. Right? Yes, well, that's true. Yeah. Antibiotics. Antibiotics, right. So, the pharmaceutical industries own the patents. No, I'm not saying all of them, but some of them own patents on these growth hormones. And they make sure they get injected into chickens and cows. Yeah. And just like with udders and all the cows... The chicken breast gets so enlarged because that's really what they want. They want chicken breast, big, there, right? Yep. They want big chicken breast. The chicken breast gets so big that these chicks walk around and they fall on their beaks yep. because their can't breasts are up. so big they can't stand up. And so then they're just basically just withering away and sit around waiting to basically be slaughtered mm-hmm. until, you know, that time comes. They're just basically stressed out, right? And imagine, I think the cycle is like eggs are supposed to be laid like every 45 days or something like that. Yes. Right? Not every five seconds. Yeah. But these hormones make them grow. Seriously, five seconds? Not really, but it's it's uh, ratio-wise. Yeah, Yeah, instead of 45 days. Yeah. they Like they have periods like humans do, not once a month, but I guess that's 30. So if it's even worse or longer than a human. Yeah. That's insane. And every day. Because I don't know how often you have to wait between you get milking. You know, milk from from cows. Oh, the gestation period is nine months. Okay, so then if you think about it, then you're not. It, it's kind of weird because with lactation, you have the pregnancy issue with it, right? Which is a whole other deal. With the eggs, it's more like you're just growing themselves, right? They're mm-hmm. not. Th- with the eggs is a whole separate issue, but the fact that they're trying to grow bigger meat, and they say we're just going to inject you, and we speed up the process of your growth. By default, when they do that, they also realize, like, oh, shit, they lay eggs quicker, too. So instead of waiting 45 days, now we can get eggs every five days, every two days. Yes. Which means how much stress is that on a metabolism of an egg, of a, ch- of a chicken? To which is imagine having up. a baby, like, every freaking yes. two weeks. So, th- so that's that the thing. That would suck. So you have, you have them walking around in these little tight cages without sun go to the major and it's all the major chicken ones talking about Tyson, Purdue all the big boys you said it not me big boy and I'm telling you right now it's true but it's true those ones there's nothing sanitary or humane about it you imagine thousands of chickens under one roof with no light in cages and getting poked and prodded and injected and just pulled and and that and then until they die and then we turn around eat those eggs and we eat the, the meat yeah and and then it goes, you know, it so far as to say what other animal products have the same type of issues with it. And it's just, it's incredible because it's not necessarily that I'm against 
eating meat is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm against the idea that how is it raised in order for me to obtain this meat? Because I would to rather make it to your plate to get it to my plate again, right? Yeah. Because it's the whole process of of nurture versus nature, right? The idea is that we took something great and we fucking modified it to meet our needs as mm -hmm. consumers. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like if you don't want to think about it from like the animal standpoint, is like do you not care what's going in your meat, right? Because Correct. whatever they're eating, whatever they're feeling, like feeling. those hormones are still floating around then that means that you're consuming that as well, right? Because it's in their blood. Well, yeah, so, so you wonder why. So it's like, if you don't care about one thing, care about about, care about yourself, right? <laughs> like at yeah, least. At, <laughs> at least be selfish enough. And I'm always, like I said, fact-based person, aligning your actions with your morals. So we all love our cats and our dogs, spirits right outside. We would not slit that thing in the throat to eat it. But yep. if a chicken was in here, that is what they're doing to that animal. So it's like, we're constantly confounded and it's um, cognitive dissonance all the time and it makes us feel like makes us feel icky but it's because we're going against something that we stand for and if a cow or a pig walked in this room I would cuddle it we would probably be like oh my god that's so cute yeah. we would not salivate and think bacon because of the pig but when it comes to your plate all the shit has been happening the curing the salting of the meat and it comes to you in this like s slice that smells like nostalgic smells like home cooking and like all that stuff yeah. and they did that for a reason well well the other thing about it is that you know like if if someone's saying well so what am i supposed to do just turn vegan i mean that's one that's your decision to kind of deal Always. right but like but but even if you're not like just going full vegan there's there's a uh, there's humane ways to do it right like there's like for example like we we watched that one show um chef's table right mm -hmm. and like and, and it's all about the top restaurants in the world and what they do and it's not just about because they have an awesome chef that can cook well but it, it a lot of these episodes are like the one that's like well the reason this this location or this spot is amazing is because they have their own farm system like they have their own grazing system and you have like two or three cows mm -hmm. and you know you have uh, you know chickens that roam around and eat their poop and then go move it over there and something else cooks it and then like yeah. when that you know and it's like it's all 100% like how it should be right at some point um, the only problem not to interject is how long a chicken or a cow could live correct so that is like if you were to wait the years and years and years till the cow or chicken died or pig died naturally and then consumed it yeah it's already dead sure yeah. well it's just like if i grow a garden and i want to eat that tomato yeah. or i want to eat that spinach i could easily go to the store and just go get it that night otherwise i have to wait six months or whatever to get it so right. so in a community like a metropolitan area it's not feasible right it just doesn't right. make sense right but the thing is it's just the process of the way we handle things just like anything in this world you want man to be less involved right Th it, because when it comes from nature you're probably a lot better off of it because we were designed to eat meat we were designed to eat veggies we weren't designed to eat some turducken you know we weren't designed to eat a loaf of bread that's supposed to sit on the shelf for a month and never go bad mm -hmm. right like I, I look at i look at vegan ice cream almost like you're putting a flag in the idea that you're saying we're just going to go against the normal way of thinking just because it doesn't meet our standards correct and that's the thing more anything else is that you have to increase your standards not being a snob no it's not i mean if you look at it now i'm sure there's people that come in they're vegan but they also come in too that say i like the way you source your product i agree with your process i'm going to support you yep 
the fact that it tastes great is probably just obviously yeah, icing on the huge cake. bonus. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, to make change, you have to ruffle the feathers and leave them behind. That's uh, all it is. And it takes people like a vegan ice cream shop to keep popping up to bring cost of milk alternatives down. And then that's why, like, the Impossible Burgers in BK, KFC has a vegan chicken everything we're just trying to lower yeah there's a they painted the one in atlanta all green they had vegan chicken and they sold out in five hours it was supposed to last five days no it's, shit. it's nuts yeah what so is it made out of um either wheat gluten um <laughs> which is seitan or <laughs> or soy protein isolate i mean we, I mean, we could start talking about those kinds of things of it's not a, a it's, yeah. yes it's not sure. organic fake chicken well it's like goes back to <laughs> like well you could have Right, you could have organic soy chicken, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't be soy from here, I guess, because most soy here, like ninety-five percent of something, of soy, soy here from is, the is, US GMO. Is, is GMO. Okay, right, right. So it's like natto is a soybean from Japan that has the highest amount of fermentation. I think that's supposed to be good for you. It has NK7, which is a huge uh, uh, blood helper vitamin. Anyway, you can't find it here. Because the true form of it is non-GMO, and they won't make it here because they have to turn it GMO. So when I went and tried to get, like, tempeh and yeah. kimchi and all that, it was all soy. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the same deal with tofu and all this. Like, it's soy-based. Right. So am I trading one evil for another? Well, yeah, I, I mean, let's talk about soy. Let's talk about tofu. I mean, full amino acid profile, magnesium, uh, potassium, vitamins, B1, 3, yep. B1, 2, 3, 5, and 6. I know you love 6. Oh, yeah. Zinc. So if we are replacing one evil with the other, if I'm fucking my shit up, I'm not fucking it up because I'm taking a life is how it's going to come down to in in my brain when my mom talks about stuff like that. Um, But then people also get fucked up on lentils and beans. Also, people get fucked up with cheese. And, like, so... Well, there's going to be allergies, right? Yeah, no, allergies. You could be allergic to peanuts, don't eat a peanut. I love peanut butter. We have amazing peanut butter ice cream. You know, yeah. like, yeah, allergies are one thing. Izzy's allergic to soy, and that's been a hard thing for us. Yeah, to and it's different, right? Digest. Because and and so my thing with allergies is that because that's a, the truth is like so a lot of soy is, is GMO, right? But there's different types of like a tempeh, for example. If you can find that, yeah, that's way better for you. The only problem is that a lot of times you find tempeh and it's flavored with like natural mm. flavors right right and uh, and it's just like why do you like just give me the tempeh just oh yeah. give me the tempeh oh yeah. like i don't castorium beaver butt juice <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> one okay okay um, so most natural flavoring unless it is said from plant sources castorium they squeeze beaver anal glands to get this product that is then naturally natural flavors in all of our cereals granola bars all the bullshit it's cheaper to squeeze a beaver's anus than to chemically Wait, so it's like, how, how did they figure out that that was I like don't the know very flavorful? It's just like up. we asked this before. It's like like when people do smoking toad. <laughs> yeah, who right? Decided? Who the hell decided they're gonna smoke some toad and get high off of it? Right? It's the same thing. It's like, did you know? It's some smart ass chemist that basically said, "Hey, did you know that like beaver beaver." Anal glands also have the same like type of like flavoring as this, but it's like you know pepper. It's like, <laughs> like what? Did Say you that taste again. Taste it? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, just, I I was just reading it. about it the other day. You know, it's like yeah. we've studied it. That's bestiality right there. <laughs> hey, well, so I remember no. I I read no I not read I watched a 60 minutes segment one time and 
the reporter went to a, a lab and you said the scientist with the white coat and everything and it was a food lab so they make the ingredients the natural flavors and so the guy goes show me what's on the menu today he's all right well we've been working on some new strawberry flavors cool show me the strawberry flavors he's like well we have different kinds do you like a tart strawberry do you like a sweet uh, strawberry? And he's like, do you want one kind of sprinkled and mixed in with like raspberries? Mm -hmm. And the guy goes, well, let me see these strawberries. So he goes to this drawer and pulls out this drawer full of Petri dishes. And he says, these are the ones we're talking about. He goes, you're not even having like real strawberries. Where's the natural flavors come from? He goes, well, they came from the idea that it was natural, like a strawberry that comes from nature. But we put our spin on it because we're, able to, we're able to make it cheaper. And then the guy goes, and more addictive. And the guy kind of smiled at him and said, well, you know, we do what we're told. Yes. By people with big money. So this goes back into the marketing of what? natural flavors yeah. on a granola bar. There's nothing natural about a natural flavor that's in a soda or whatever. Yeah, See, soda's not natural. Definitely, definitely <laughs> well, the not, thing about it is that he's probably like, "This is my job. Like, this is what right. I get he's paid like, to do." He's like, "I just do. do what I'm told." Yeah, and I know yeah, how to do it. Asking and the wrong person, he should I, ask like, his Like, am I boss. supposed to not take the job, right? Because I need to pay the bills so I can do this real research over here on the side. Like, so that brings up a good point. <laughs> so consumer demand, supply and demand, right? Yep. So I would love to sit down with Bill Gates and be able to hear what his view really is on GMOs, because if you think about it, he could argue to say, "We're going to feed the world." GMOs allowed us to never go hungry again. We're still hungry all over the world. It hasn't fucking Let's solved talk about anything. about that, too. Right? But then it's like, what happens when you mutate something, it adapts. And we have not accounted for even the fact that Roundup mm. and glyphosate basically has mutated the DNA of all these plants. And now these bugs that feed off the plants have become resistant to dying off on these pesticides so they have a bunch of super mutant bugs floating around and they're basically the ones that are probably killing off all the bees right i'm gonna pollinate this plant right i don't know but it's like i think a couple years ago they talked about having like robot mosquitoes or something yes, like that for sure that to like yeah to I, I, oh god what was it for to basically fight off the like the nile virus like West Nile virus and all the ones that were disease carrying like mosquitoes, like they were gonna go and attack them all. And I'm like, Fine. then you're basically like unleashing. It's like there's a super dog out there that, that is killing off things. So we're gonna design like a super panther, right, to go kill off that super dog. It's like, well, who's gonna take care of the panther? It's like, well, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. design a, a right. cougar. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's like it never <laughs> ends. It never ends. Uh, man, everything you guys are saying just keeps my brain racing, and I like keep having to remember going <laughs> back. Write this down. <laughs> well, going back to you this like 10 minutes ago you mentioned antibiotics in the, in the chicken thing do you know that it, the reason why antibiotics are a trillion dollar industry is for animals animal agriculture not for us do you know that do tell I, it's just there's 56 billion animals slaughtered every single year there's only how many people all the antibiotics are going to them it's like 90 to 10 if that so that is true so okay so Antibiotics, we know, are given in times of infection to humans, right? Like you have an upper respiratory infection, you give an antibiotic. It basically wipes out all your good bacteria in your body, right? Mm -hmm. That's a whole other subject. And the attempt to wipe out the bad And the attempt to wipe out everything. It's like an A-bomb, right? Yeah. But animals get tons of antibiotics pumped into them because, remember, when they're given these growth hormones and it causes an infection like mastitis and they have pus and they have an infection, they're sick. They and need they're antibiotics. they're all living together, touching each other. But they know that they're going to be 
acquiring this, so they just give everyone antibiotics. Yes. They give all these animals. Like even it doesn't if matter if they sick. wait. Yeah, yeah. If they, even if they're sick, just we give you growth hormones and antibiotics in the food. Yeah. So anything that's resistant to those antibiotics are put into our food. So if you look now at the careful careful marketing, no antibiotics. Antibiotic given. free. Antibiotic free. So explain that. So my take on antibiotic free is them using something that's not technically an antibiotic. It's another drug that is identical to said antibiotic, but it's not labeled antibiotic. So this is about the marketing again. It's just how easy it is. I always tell people it, it would be as if we took our AC or SATs and graded them ourselves. You're creating the rules. The FDA thing, the, the free range, cage free, they made these rules for marketing. Like I said, the one window in a giant fucking barn, they could see the sky, free range. How is that? That isn't, but people are buying it because they're paying more money for it, thinking it's organic, humanely raised. Well, it's the whatever. health trend, right? Like you said, what McDonald's sales went up thirty percent when they said we're doing real meat now, yeah. which I don't know what that means compared <laughs> to the shit they were <laughs> and doing. And no one like so it was fake. What was I before? eating beforehand? Yoga mat. You <laughs> yes, know, I mean, that's what you were. Bread. You were eating yoga mat, yeah, right? I love that. And but yet nobody stopped eating yoga mat. They're like, oh, it tastes good. They put something in there, right? So then they're like, okay, now we got this Beyond Meat. We got mm -hmm. this Impossible Burger, mm -hmm. right? And so <laughs> it's only there because it's been consumer-driven, right? Uh, I love the marketing when it shows uh, cholesterol-free, and it's like a bunch of celery. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, no shit, this cholesterol-free. There's no fat in fucking celery, you know, but well, it's like for someone on a low-fat diet, that's perfect for them, right? Yes, and like gluten-free if it's a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, gluten-free yeah, bananas or corn. something. Corn. Corn's yeah. gluten-free. I know shit. It's yeah. fucking corn. Like, right. it's, but, not, it's but, not wheat. But not everyone has your brain either, so that's that's how easy it is for them to be like, oh, it's gluten-free because people can think gluten-free equals healthy, but then you have these Udi bread that lasts forever that's replaced with eggs and other shit. Tapioca, to, Yeah, to, to replace the gluten in it. Still don't eat that shit still, like. It's not just eat real food. Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It, you, we, t we always hear about diets and we talk about all this stuff. And I've gotten very court with some people. A Kurt, I guess, is the word is you say is that you basically say, all right, what should I eat? It's like, eat real food. What, tell me more. Where do I find this real food? I, if it came from nature and it looked like it came from nature, you're probably okay. Mm -hmm. Is it organic? Gym? I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like, if it's real food, you're probably okay. That's why I say everyone just do your best. But also, don't just settle either. Uh, well, it's just like the whole idea, like care about it. Yeah. Right. Like, we, like we were just talking about at the beginning. It was just like you should care about what you're consuming for many reasons, right? Be first of all, like I said, if you're being selfish about what you're putting in your body, but I mean environmental reasons. I mean, let's talk about that. Like, well, how does it affect yeah, the environment? let's definitely talk about that. I, I'm always constantly saying too, you have to be selfish at some point to be selfless, and Correct. whether you want to apply that to our health or whatever, that's easily applicable um, our shop saves millions of gallons of water because people don't think about the water that goes into the feed to grow the cow and then the cow also drinking it so I did the math I broke it down we've saved over 10 million gallons of water since we've been opening in two and a half years that's insane that's, that's awesome that's like that's showering cool. for fucking like okay so the the breakdown is 1600 gallons of water go into a single burger showering for weeks on end is one burger for lunch or dinner one time one meal of the three that you're gonna have um, and when you think about things it almost goes in one year out the other because it sounds so grandiose it's huge 
but that's just simple facts and that's why we have such a caloric loss when we feed all of our animals it's a 90 percent caloric loss when we feed all of our animals all this food to then just get the little bit out of them and we have 800 million starving people yeah like we have enough we feed animals the corn soy wheat gluten whatever mixture food and yet we could feed 11 11 billion people end world hunger with the food we give to our animals instead it's more profitable to put well because use l- there's them. a lot more animals than people anyways right so well that's what i'm saying 56 billion a year and that's just land animals we're not talking about sea we could talk about fish we could talk about the bycatch of for every pound of fish caught you have five pounds of dolphins sea turtles sharks and all that shit that gets wrapped up in nets and completely dead so we have ocean dead zones um and it's hard for these things to recover so and then we could also talk about the rainforest too if we're talking about <laughs> environment um oh as yeah. it's burning i'm not sure if they were able to stop said burn but well it was it was crazy because they were turning down help right like brazil yeah was. he wanted an apology before he was going to accept the cash is what i um yeah he's like we want to help invest them. in helping you turn off these fires he's like no it's fine we don't need help it was well, like we're giving you money so the the <laughs> embarrassing thing though was the money um and not to get too political about this but when people when the like whatever the church was burning it was like 800 million dollars and someone offered 20 million to help the rainforest which gives 20 percent of the world its oxygen and i always make the joke that if wi-fi grew on trees or if if the if the rainforest was responsible for our internet do you know how many fucking trillions of dollars would be pumped into that place but it's only responsible for us to live our fucking life um rainforest deforestation uh three football fields per second is what it's being torn down to make room for animal agriculture and their food and their soy, their GMO soy that they're eating, yeah. that then we would then consume. By the way, to t- to like full circle this uh, Seinfeld episode, curb your enthusiasm. And then that's one. why everyone's sick. Well, that but that's <laughs> really what's going on is that they're tearing things down for gluten, soy, and corn because what will happen is from and the cow. farmers, uh, yeah, from the farmer standpoint, that would pays them the most money. Mm-hmm. If you are growing these exotic fruits. And, and, you know, if your eggs are only coming in, you know, every couple weeks and your milk's coming in a couple weeks or whatever, right, or maybe a couple months, you need to pay for your farm. And it's really hard to fight big business. And so they'll say, if I sign up to promote GMOs, I save the farm. I save my family, and we get paid a lot for this. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that those crops are always going to be in business because – it's not the farmers want to grow that shit. It's just that they have no choice because no one's buying snozberries. Correct. Like <laughs> dragon fruit or like yeah, or dragon like fruit, like right? Amazing produce. Yeah, I mean the the best way you can help this is by at least lessening your animal consumption, Absolutely. like your intake, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to help you anyways, right? 100%. Regardless if you completely are away with it or at least just... But that's un-American because yeah. it's my American right to <laughs> eat as much meat as I yes, want. Yes, dude. Thank you so much for hey, saying that. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you know the numbers <laughs> for, for how much of that meat that gets, like, you know, sent to H-E-B or whatever? How much of that gets just thrown away because oh, it dude, doesn't get sold? America, we are at a 40% food loss. Wasted. So then we're talking about animals being killed for no reason and then, uh, like, it's way worse. Hey Vitamizers, just wanted to pop in and say this month's Slenderella special is a Labor Day detox special. You can check it out on our website at www.slenderellausa.com. 
you will get a bottle of Slenderella Zen, which helps support the adrenals, as well as a bottle of Liver Love, which is our most targeted liver detox capsule available. Uh, the combination price of these two is $94. You're saving about 20% right there uh, versus what you would be getting if you bought them separately. So look out for that package on our website all month long this September 2019. Um, I was at Trader Joe's yesterday picking up some of our vegan cookies and their fucking freezer went out all night. It was like, they said, I don't even know how many thousands of pounds of freezer goods, but meat, they have like, they already have prepackaged like uh, well, that's tandoori cool. chicken yeah. or like orange chicken. And I was just like, and I don't even want to know how much that happens on a daily basis. Every second of every day of restaurants throwing shit out and like we're extremely wasteful. Our plates are way too big. When other people come into our country, they're like, Whoa, that's a big scoop of ice cream. And I was like, oh no, this is pretty standard for yeah. this um, is the small. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well yeah. that I mean, you look at the big gulps and all that stuff too, oh, right? Super like, size me. Yeah, back when we would actually drink sodas, it's like, give me the small and it was like a 16 ounce glass and i'm like what the hell dude what's the large look <laughs> yeah, like right 32 man yeah dude and i've 64 ounce <laughs> yeah dude, 96 96 you keep that one forever in your truck no, yeah you i've seen the truck the drivers that have that big old yeah You're but you wouldn't it wouldn't last like all day like you'd finish that some oh, people would drink two of them in a day right like and that's a doubt. lot um, I mean, I used to do that with my with my godfather. We used to that was the thing that we did. It was like we're gonna go look for CDs at, at uh, what was it back then? Media Play. Do you remember that? We used to go to different media plays and look for CDs of a yeah, yeah like band. Fye or like and yeah. as we were hopping around media plays like on Saturday, right? Like this is when I was younger. We would both drink like two or three of those like big ass cokes, right? Because it was like that's like our bonding time. And I yeah. was like, th I mean, it wasn't. Obviously, uh, you you appreciate those times, right? But then it's like, fuck. Dude. Like, he didn't know better either. Like, he doesn't drink the soda now. I uh, would be lying if I said I didn't crush, like, entire <laughs> sleeves of Oreos and two Coca-Colas at the same time as if I had fucking three hands, double dipping everything, God, playing video sugar. games <laughs> when, I was, when I was a kid with my best friend, with the vegan dude who has now – the reason why I'm sitting on this couch is because I went through the Oreos and the Coke – and that's why I don't cast judgment on any fucking person. If you're just willing to learn, if you're listening, just like have that open mind and understand what we're talking about isn't just a belief system. Um, and once again, not to get religious or political about it, but like believing in faith is something that is not tangible. I'm sharing stuff that is absolutely, if you want to say meet your meat, Earthlings is an amazing uh, dominion are great documentaries to see what I'm talking about and see how we're treating these animals that we would never treat ourselves and then you mentioned something about being American and I thought about before I got here I was like let's talk about how fragile masculinity is that it's so insane that we're paying other people to kill animals for us and we're throwing it on the grill and then we're American we didn't do shit oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a man now yeah. I got, I, I'm feeding this whole slide of meat you know slide yeah. of meat for my family here yeah I'm you're putting Cook. it on the grill. Yeah, I put it on my gas propane yeah. grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just loading this fucking thing up with more. Yeah. Yeah. It was already pre-cut. I didn't even. I didn't even <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have to go yeah. chop down some wood or anything. No, it's <laughs> it was already cooked right now. All HTV I did has it already was like that. click a button. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's really important for for men to understand that meat does not equal muscle. Meat does not equal manliness. If anything, being fucking human and compassionate and kind and loving to everything would be more of a wholesome about, human. Yeah. yeah and like but, I said. but we look down upon it. Like oh, we still yeah. have a view. Like so I, I remember years ago 
I was at a Mexican restaurant uh, eating with some friends, and I got enchiladas, just cheese enchiladas. Yeah. You know, this way before I even like thought yeah, about, about eating healthy, yeah. right? And he goes, my buddy goes, you gonna put some meat in that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't feel like eating some meat. Yeah. It. Why not? And I was like, I just don't. You, you, drop you, the P word? you don't eat, you don't eat meat or what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you one of those V's or what? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I like, I just don't feel like eating meat today. And you could just tell he was judging. Like, I thought you were a man. Men eat meat. You know, like, think about those hunger meals that they do, right? A big old, like, Salisbury oh, yeah. steak. Like, this will fill you up. Yep. Double-decker, double-cheeseburger. Men eat more meat. And it's like, if you're like, I want to get a salad. Like that Seinfeld episode, I'll just have a salad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I shouldn't order a salad. She probably thinks I'm less of a man now. It's incredible because I don't judge that, you know. But now we're coming to the point where people are not looking down upon people for wanting to know sources of meat. Then also, like, I don't want to do it. I'd rather go vegan. I'm going to go plant-based. I mean, I had this talk with a gentleman, old-school kind of guy, good old boy. Family worked for Borden. I think they were, like, a higher-ups mm. with Borden's. Borden I, milk, right? Mm. Borden dairy farms, right? I said, how much milk do you drink? He goes, I don't drink that shit. And I was like, why? He goes, that shit's horrible for you. He goes, but I used to drink a gallon a week mm-hmm. beca- by myself at least because we would get free milk all the time, right? Yeah. And he says, I never touch that shit any now, anymore because I know it's not good for my health. Do you think the owner of McDonald's fucking eats McDonald's? I don't know, but you know who eats McDonald's? Warren Buffett. I, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> he invests in it, right? That's well, that's because he Well, he says that. So he's like, I got to support do the I, company. Do I, I think that's the case? No, because you know what's funny? I love I love Prep 2 Door, and I, I watched Heather come in here the other day, and she was eating you know, something out of a mason jar. Yeah. That's how she's eating everything. Yeah. I mean, that's why the concept came here. But I was thinking that the other day. I was like, I wonder what else they eat. Yeah. That side of that, right? That's you, a good question. You know, because it's like you said, does the owner of McDonald's all only eat McDonald's? Like, there's no way. He'll, he'll get tired of it, but at the same time, it's like, I can't just eat the no, same thing over No, the reason why I said it is because he knows how fucking garbage his food is. Well, it's true. I wouldn't eat that. Sh- it's like it's like the doctor. It's, he's so wealthy, or I guess Warren Buffett's fucking consuming. You, uh, you would hope that someone so wealthy would be also mentally wealthy. No, because I thought about this shit, too. Because you know what? We're in Westlake, right? Yeah. Easily one percenters. And, and if you go right down the corner, Cane's, Taco Bell, McDonald's, and it's full. Chick-fil-A, oh. down the road, full. They fill and that whole I'm parking lot. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, it doesn't matter. They could drive up in a Tesla, and you go inside that Tesla's car, and there's McDonald's cups and Burger King cups. And I'm just like, you can afford anything in the world, but you choose to go on the dollar menu. I Which mean, we need to question why a fucking giant burger is a dollar. Like, why are we? Why are we not? Cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then let's talk about food subsidies and the reason. Like my, as a vegan, it sucks. My tax dollars go to subsidies because that's the reason. A Big Mac should absolutely be at least seven to ten dollars. But the reason why it's two fifty is because our tax dollars help lower the cost of these things. Farmers get paid anyway. So fucking frustrating. And but <laughs> when you're combating and going back to the KFC and the Burger King, uh, having vegan food, all we're trying to do is raise the supply or raise the demand so the supply comes, and then eventually, plant-based foods will be cheaper than and killing an actual animal and all the process to get them from the fucking rainforest all the way over here. Like imagine that, and and that's where it's coming from as to why it's important. I don't want to go to Burger King, but I know that I would have to to support Impossible Burger to produce to for them to make more of it. To so grow that demand. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and I and I get that part. I I totally get it. But you, when I hear like, I can imagine right now there's a listener, probably not more of our demographics, but maybe you know a newer listener that mm-hmm. says like, well, it's so easy you living in Austin to be able to have the access to it, or two. You know what? It's so easy for you to be able to do it because you don't have kids. You don't have four kids that you got to feed, and you don't understand what it's like working out here nine to five and blah blah blah, and how much easier it is to go to KFC and get the twenty dollar meal deal and feed the entire family. And then I turn around and say, "Okay, I'm the practitioner. I know that when I was a full time employee, there was something called Medicare taxes that were taken out of my paycheck, and it went to your Medicare visit." that you're sitting here with me in the room going over talking about your medications mm. and you're saying I'm a diabetic I can't seem to keep my blood sugar down now I have to pay for this other medication oh guess what I have to pay for this surgery now because I'm not getting any better and I say do you realize that bananas pineapple carrots berries um, plantain chips all of those you could probably buy and feed your whole family for snacks for like four or five days all of that might have cost you fifteen dollars. That's a lot too. And that would be a lot of food. And that's a lot of food. And I'm thinking like, so fifteen dollars now on fruits and vegetables, or fifteen dollars on shit for one go- meal. For one meal that's going to lead to medication and surgeries that not only you and your family have to pay for, that I have to pay for out of my paycheck. Yep. And I have to prescribe the medication to keep you coming back. And sort of healthy and keep you from dying off as quickly as you should. And so, I d- and, and I don't I don't get how. Because there are files in the folder to people. People separate those things like so much easier. By exactly what you're saying, yeah, my Medicare or like my medications are totally separate uh, finances. This is food to feed people. It's like you need to see that everything's correlated. Everything's relevant. Everything's connected. Yes, and we're and every we're yeah. all connected. Exactly. Well, it's just. The demand, and I, I love, I, I, like I said, this is why Prep Tudor is our sponsor, because of the way that they look at things in this world. When when Heather said, we are so dead set on being zero waste, a zero waste company, that every time that we track how many miles we've driven with all our delivery trucks, there's a cutoff to where we say, we got to plant a tree now. I love it. I mean, imagine if McDonald's did that, oh. how much marketing and good advertising and publicity they would get out of it. People would come out of the woodworks to support a, a company that's trying to go zero waste or try to give back to the environment, right? And I think now that health is not becoming a trend, it's becoming cool. And I've, it's the first time it's like, oh, I eat vegan ice cream. No shit, why do it? Because it's the cool fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. Why is it cool? It's because everyone in Austin does it. I see all these celebrities doing it. I see all these healthy people doing it, and it's cool. It's like, I'll pay a little extra to eat vegan. And what you have is all these hippies behind closed (laughs) doors saying, like, no, man, it's because it's sustainable, and it's a good company, and it's a good model, and I can go to sleep at night knowing I'm supporting a business that is in line with my mentality. Right. Actions and morals, that is the exact alignment that I'm saying that we all need to strive and reach for. Just if you feel one way – mentally and you do something physically another way find the mend the gap dude like fucking figure out where your disconnect is and when it comes to animal cruelty like that is like i said the easiest thing if you don't want to kill that animal yourself then maybe you shouldn't pay someone else to do it that's that's my be all end all i tell you this we have a friend and i won't name names she is a hunter Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay 
She eats everything that she catches and preps and cleans. And Did you ask her if she ever goes out to dinner? Does she ever go out to dinner? Oh, yeah, yeah she always goes out to dinner. Okay, so I I was 100% on board. She's going to do, like, fucking hunt that thing, kill it, do whatever you got to do. And people are like, oh, yeah, I eat my hunted meat. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, do you never go out and be social? Like, oh, yeah, no, I went to Chipotle the other day. It's like, okay, so you don't only eat your hunted meat. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying uh, that she I got you, saying, I got you, I got you. I, got I wasn't you. saying that she was saying that, or but a lot of people are like, yeah, I have my elk in my jar that I killed last winter. I'm like, cool, only eat that fucking elk then and yeah. eat plant-based the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, you no. want to be sustainable. And, and that's true. It is true because I see we have a lot of – growing up in Texas, there's a lot of people who are hunters, mm-hmm. and it is a thing. Like right now, it's either go to the football game this weekend or go to, to the hunting uh, uh, land, like whatever they – I don't know. I don't hunt, right? So it's cool. like I'm going to go to the land, and I'm going to go sit there, and I'm going to kill shit. And then I'm going to prep it, and then I'm going to eat it. And I'm like, that's cool. That's 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 a good way you to do, do it. You. <laughs> you do you, yeah. right? You do you, I want to do it. And I think if if you look at cavemen and all that back in the day, hey, if you kill your own shit, like, do it with a bow and arrow, man. Like, do it with a spear. Do it real. Do it real, man. Don't get it with that fucking, fucking sniper, with that thing that you're sitting there with the deer blind, and you're just like, it's they're called just cheating. Yeah, they're just sitting there eating the corn that you put, put out, out for them, right? Yeah. That's not like, hunting. That's not hunting. That's target practice. Yeah. I was gonna. I was looking for another, <laughs> like a really good like a word for it. Like a yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. You put things in place to then kill it. Yeah. Look, yeah. I know it's a game. I know it's a sport. Like it's it's a skill. But I'll tell you this. I I will admit, I killed an animal one time, and it was with a badass sniper. And it was right then and there, I said, I'm never going to be a hunter. Because when I killed it, I said, now what? Because it was just sitting. I was like, first, I was like, that's easy. It's right there. But I never shot, like, a sniper or anything like this. Yeah. And so they're like, well, it's easy. You can probably hit it right there. I was like, fine. One shot. It's like, great. Now what? Now we got to clean it. Now we got to do this. I was like, God damn. Like, you serious? I got to do all this now? Don't they have someone that does like, well, you got to take it up to them. To the person to them. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I thought this was all part of it. Like, we were going to clean and prep it and do it. I was like, no, we go pay someone else to go do it up the road and everything. I was like, <sighs> okay, this wasn't, like, everything I thought it was going to be. I was like, I'd rather just go get it from a locally sourced farm and just get it myself, you know, mm-hmm. that way. Like, I don't – I know where it's coming from. I know the source, and I'm going to support local business, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really care about hunting, and I know people do, and they, they, they love it, and it's bonding time. It's being a man. But – I'm considered. Well, we have clients that are women that go. They like go and do it trophy too. Trophy hunting. Yeah, yeah. but okay. yeah, I'm considered trophy less of a man when I do that. Is the biggest excuse? I don't care who I offend. Uh, it, <laughs> tro- like to go out and fucking kill a lion, a giraffes, and like, you guys. <laughs> I have no words for the lack of, uh, maybe compassion or whatever. But oh, then we can talk about when people are like, Harambe the gorilla got shot at the zoo. People killed Cecil the lion. Everyone freaked the fuck out with a burger in their mouth. And it's just like we're so selectively compassionate. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I care about that lion all the way out there. Don't hil- don't kill that. But I'm contributing to all of this damage here. And once again, aligning actions and morals. <laughs> like, th- that's – it's frustrating to me because I see it as a bigger picture. I'm not judging. I'm always just trying to help people in their progress. With whether it's meatless Mondays because that accidentally turns into meatless Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're like, oh shit, I haven't had meat in a week. Cool. Okay, do whatever you want to do from there. Um, 
people before I'm not sure how much time we have left but usually I like to talk about real quick about people who always tell me you don't care about people you care about more more about animals than people and people don't understand that it, it's a, it's a huge human issue um, veganism because it for us to have I know Texas is we have pigs and bacon farms and stuff but in North Carolina people are dying because the Smithfield farms are in minority neighborhoods and they put it in minority neighborhoods for a reason because it, white people wouldn't stand for it and so you have 21 year olds dying of lung cancer breathing in all the fecal matter in the air because if you guys have seen slaughterhouse they have amazing drone footage now a slaughterhouse is this and there's pools of red and yeah. shit all around it and that's just not it's seeping into soil so now we're talking about how we're fucking up our land and yeah. it's also going into the air for people to breathe um and so if it's absolutely a human rights issue when it comes to that and that stuff well it's a gl- me i mean it's there's all the methane right and then oh the yeah now you're talking about global warming right, yeah and it's just like yep it's a science it's not like it's it's not true yeah we're not we're not making this shit up so like there's a fish hatchery right outside of austin oh like a farm fish a farm farm raised mm. fish right yeah 50 percent of fish that grow up in there are never going to see the light of day they to die. even be eaten. They die within their own filth, and all of that is basically whatever's left to survive is swimming in that filth. Mm-hmm. And then you go and get it in a can, or you get it served or whatever to you at this local catfish place or whatever. And people wonder why they get sick from their foods. You know, it's not just the ingredients in there. It's like how is it processed and preserved? And so, if it comes down to it, if if you want to go against animal cruelty you're probably naturally going to go towards veganism just because you're saying, well, I care about how people handle my food. And if they're going to handle it in a way where they basically allow my animal, my animal meat, my protein, to basically swim in its own filth and feces and blood and guts, and I eat that, I'm not worried about the mercury. I'm worried about eating feces mm. and bacteria that's going to kill my brain. Yeah, and yeah not I'm not even worried about eating the meat. Right, <laughs> yeah, at that yeah, point. Give me some bacteria with some meat. So a lot of factory farmed fish or whatever, the reason why the salmon is pink is because of the food they feed it. It's like they're, they wouldn't be pink fish. It's just like it's, it's so, so it's so yeah. constructive. Yeah, I heard that. The salmon actually don't turn pink until they're about to die. Right. So that's the thing is that salmon aren't really pink. Right. Right, all the time, but they spray it like that to make it look like Yeah. It. yeah. Um, also, I've seen so many videos of um, – tapeworms and shit like you can go to costco and see salmon fillets and just like look and you'll see white worms through all of our through all of the fish which is probably why i steer clear of that minus ocean (laughs) oh minus ocean dead zones i'm i know you probably guys eat fish but um i don't know it's it's just something that just changed my life and my energy and like my sleep and like But but you're looking at the bigger picture you're progressive that's what i'm saying it's refreshing also kids if you have kids like Let's talk about the global warming thing. Let's talk about how it's already 110 out here. What is it going to be when your kids are grown? Are we going to be in the 130s? Is it sustainable? Are we just all going to die? I'm not having kids for a reason because I don't know what kind of world it's like they're going to be left with. And we care so much about our future. But, you know? but at the but same enough. time, if somebody raises kids like I'm doing, mm-hmm. I want them to understand that broccoli grows from the ground. I want them to understand to say that meat that you're eating, that turkey meat, came from an animal. And I want you to understand the animal had a soul. Mm-hmm. And it has energy. And for whatever you believe in this world, whether you gre- believe in God, the creator, the architect, whatever, 
somebody created us. Something yes. created all this yes. and put us all here for a reason. To have a homeostasis environment where everything is given to us in order to survive. Everything we've ever needed was given to us on Earth. And we are simply destroying it with all of our factories and the way we process and the way we ship and the way that we deliver things. And you talk about climate change. Veganism, plant-based diets are trying to save the world. And I, I love the idea that food is much more than medicine because when you think about good, sustainable food, you're thinking about how it helps the environment. And nobody gives a shit about the rainforest until Salma Ayak starts promoting, hey, they're burning it down there. And then everyone reposts it on Instagram, and then they forget about it a week later because the hurricane came in. It's a Category 5, and we got to see all the destruction on the news of all the buildings falling and all that stuff. And as soon as that's done, no one talks about what it did with the wildlife down there. When the oil spill went down, remember years ago mm -hmm. in BP? New Orleans? Yep. They talked about years later how all the seafood was horrible. Yeah. And then they talked about, you know, the plants blowing up in Japan and all that and how basically nuclear waste was going into our seafood yeah, and it was migrating all the way to the California coast. And all of a sudden now you have seafood being served there three years later. That's pretty, uh, pretty bad for you. Yeah. And everyone kind of sweeps that under the rug because we're all kind of saying, well, I only got, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 more years on this earth. And it's y'all's fucking problem, right? <laughs> like That's exactly. what it comes down to it. Exactly. My, <laughs> my, my grandparents to a fucking T. It's not our problem. Yeah, I did my that part. Sucks. I did my yeah, part. Yeah, no, you right. did your part in fucking the shit up, and now we're, <laughs> but we're left with it. Unfortunately, it's our generation that has to change, or or your kids, and your, if your kids have kids, if that's a thing, like, what is going to be left? Um, I wanted to talk about that energy thing. There's this place in San Diego. It's actually really fucked up. Um, a pig slaughterhouse. They play classical music because they know that it helps make their meat taste better because it limits the amount of stressors that because are because their cortisol is down yes yeah so there's a correlation can we just talk about how like your cortisol in an animal is making it taste like rancid well more rancid, more rancid? In, a, in a certain scale that that it was makes, a report i read on. yeah that makes 100 percent sense so they're acknowledging that a pig has feelings can hear and has emotions towards said classical music and is choosing to play that before while they're killing them so that it makes the human consumption of the pig yeah. tastes better. Like, if we can talk about like some grotesque human <laughs> beings, man. Like, this is that's fucked up. That's like so American Psycho. Up. It that's is American Psycho shit. It is. A, it's like a movie. Well, it's, it's like bad, that uh, it's Black Mirror, movie. right? Like, yes, dude, uh, that shit's <laughs> fucked up. Black Mirror. Will they should get totally you going. do an episode about that shit. Yeah, they really should. I mean, uh, it just it blows my mind, like, man. So the, I, I'm trying. I'm remembering that article more now. Like, it was kind of like I forgot. Can you pump something with insulin? I mean, with cortisol. cortisol. Uh, where they were pumping them with something right before they were killed uh, to 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 lower their cortisol, and then they were and then they had taste tests, mm. and it was like these tasters were like, yeah, well the ones that we put that we pump with less, I don't once again I don't know if they were pumping them with cortisol or something to raise their cortisol. Uh, the, well, the less the less cortisol they had in the system at the time that they were killed tasted better. Yeah. Right, so like you would imagine, like that's the classical music. You know what? That's so diabolically like yes, brilliant. Like I mean, it really is from that because yes, it goes if back. If you are a slaughterhouse, if that you're is a slaughterhouse, that's a brilliant idea. From a humane standpoint, yeah. you're like you're fucking you're psycho. You're psycho. 
Like that's psychopath. You're a psychopath. Like why in the world would you think that everyone is on board to do this? And in the marketing meeting and in the board of directors meeting, you're saying we figured out a way to increase profits this much more. <laughs> and it's like that's awesome. What you come up with? It? We play we play Mozart to all <laughs> the stupid a, pigs out yeah, there. Beethoven. Yeah, and then like as soon as the sim- the oh. symphony number five comes on, it's like <laughs> lights out, bitch. Like, yeah. and that's like that's when the meat when tastes the crescendo the best. hits. That's yeah, and that's when that's the meat when is so <laughs> oh my God, tender, no. right? And I'm just yeah. like, what? So that, fucked. That is, it's messed up because I don't want my kids living in a world like that where that's where they think that that's where their meat's going to come from, but yet. This goes back to you think of that movie uh, Silence of the Lambs, and I'm just like, oh my god. Well, it goes back yeah. to consumers, right? And educating Correct. the public. Right? That's where the power is. That's where you the as power is. You as a consumer Every have your Every dollar choice. is a vote. That's exactly it. So even if you feel like politicians aren't going to change it because policyholders have all the power when it comes to the lobbying and making sure the influence goes in this direction or not, it's like you're right. But no one can make you force you yeah. to spend your five dollars. On an ice cream, that was injected, or if it was coming from a animal that was injected with hormones. Yeah, no one's no one's making you choose bluebell over like antisocial. Antisocial, uh, right? Marketing but would have to be the reason for but, that. But no right. one's making you. Right. No. Right. Like, but they're, they're influencing you. That, well, <laughs> then we can talk about how dairy and uh, hits the same part of the brain that heroin does. So it lights up that same p- piece, and all the studies show that we are when people are like, "Oh, I can give up meat, but I can't give up cheese." Because you're fucking addicted to <laughs> it, yeah. and they know that. And oh, the, and they the have companies you. know that. They say, okay, they chocolate, on purpose. Chocolate, heroin, queso, <laughs> and cheese, all hit the dopamine receptors in the brain, the pleasure zone. Yep. And that's like, really what it is, dude. And there's some really good alternative like queso out there, right? Like, just like there's, there's a great alternative really ice cream. There's great alternative like everything there ha it's 20 it's almost 2020 and like you're saying every dollar's a vote if you reach and pay for something else consumers have power but we don't accept it because like oh big politicians oh big pharma it's like no dude you are helping them drive the things that they're doing you well, are you're making creating that, that demand you're making them turn on the classical music for the pigs with your dollar <laughs> it is yeah. you're turning the knob yeah. and if yeah. you're, you're turning, turning it up you're and turning the volume and up i can tell this right <laughs> now for the listeners you're either going to be turned off by this this recording this time or you're going to completely open your eyes, right? Because the truth is this. Anyone that really wants to look at the bigger picture are going to look at saying, okay, where do I where do I choose to spend my money in, in investing my own health, right? So if you're not pissed off at this point right now about what you're hearing one way or the other, think about this. Go back to the growth hormones. Pharmaceutical industries have a patent on that growth hormone. They inject it into the cow. You consume that cow for whatever product it is. You develop cancer. Mm-hmm. What do they treat you with? Chemo. Guess who owns the chemo drugs too? That same pharmaceutical industry company that owns the patent on the bovine growth hormone. And the cycle continues. And what happens is after all of that, you get support from local companies like the local fried chicken stand over there that says, let's think pink. And let's have a support where you buy a bucket of chicken that's been injected with all these hormones. Mm -hmm. And because we colored the outside of the container pink, we're going to donate a dollar to the Susan Komen Foundation for Cancer Research. If you buy our chicken, you're supporting breast cancer research. And down the road, you're also going to be a breast cancer patient who has to take a lot of these chemo drugs too if you don't watch yourself. And... If you look at conspiracy theorists and all that stuff, you put that aside. All of what you've heard today are facts. So if you 
think about that term, you can't undo what you've already seen or heard. I hope this episode is that for you. Because if you still say, ah, the hell with all that, then that's your own fucking fault one day when you decide, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yes, it is. Adaption, evolution is a real thing, right? The people who are going to evolve and stick around are the ones that say, you know what? I figured out how to take care of myself and the environment around me. For all the people who have said, hell with Earth, it's a lost cause, I'm going to go live on Mars or the moon, I say, I got kids, and they're going to have kids. And you know what? Mother Earth is pretty damn incredible because if you think about it, look at what we've created here in this short time span. But if you look at the bigger picture, dinosaurs and everything that's gone on, they don't give a shit about veganism because they had a whole other thing they had to worry mm -hmm. about, right? But they survived millions and millions and millions of yeah. years, right? We're over here, and we're going to fuck shit up in a couple Real thousand quick. years. Just in a couple <laughs> years, dude. I mean, it's like the dinosaurs could outlast everything. And then we come in here, it's like, oh, shit. I'm gluten sensitive, man. I'm not going to last. Peanuts kill me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, dude. <laughs> the peanuts are going to basically breed the downfall of humankind. <laughs> like, right. like, wow, the dinosaurs didn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So... <clears throat> I guess it's a time to wrap it up here. Yeah. Tell us where they can find you. Yeah. Um, I know you got a, some new projects coming along, right? Like yeah. So um, at Mike Limonjelly on Instagram or at Antisocial Ice Cream Co. on Instagram are the best ways to definitely fucking text me or whatever, DM me, slide <laughs> up in there, and let's yeah. talk about the things that we're talking about. Um, and yeah, we have a tattoo shop coming, all cruelty-free tattoo shop coming to Austin. Um, Common Difference Tattoo Company is its name. And, uh, so is there excited. anything there with like how ink is sourced? Or so like ink that? is generally sourced nowadays without pig in it, um, but that was a thing in the past. Um, and then really the cruelty-free aspect is aftercare, like not using like fucking Lubriderm or whatever, like the moisturizer and all that. Yeah, um, stuff has uh, pig in it uh, and vitamin D3. There's lanolin and, and a bunch of that stuff. And then also we're going to be donating to animal sanctuaries. Hopefully once Saturday of every month we'll do flash and just like, so you're supporting things that you stand for. And then people in the vegan community too like to give money to people who will not spend that money on meat. Yeah. Um, so that's super interesting. Um, this is on my brain right now. The Susan G. Komen thing is so crazy because it's not like Yo Play Yogurt is like s in bed with Susan G. Komen, but dairy and breast cancer are so fucking linked. I just had to say that. I'm sorry. I it know. was on my brain. I know, I know. Yeah, you say it, not me. Sick. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, and people think they're standing for something, and you're actually just n doing the opposite. Um, and I, I've well, done. Well, I mean, to none, to none of their knowledge, right? It's not like. Oh, 100. percent I'm not saying you're actively trying to give yourself breast cancer. Correct. But like yo play and like race for the cure and all this shit. It's like we're not looking at uh, causation. We're just looking at to band-aid the issue. We're just trying to solve a cure. We're not looking where we're getting it from. We're just trying to cure it. It's like we're doing it backwards. Yeah, because that's bad for business. Of course. <laughs> that's trillion bad for dollars business, right? pharmaceutical industry. I know. I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> it's like, th and yeah, if you're mad too, after listening to this conversation, the way that I look about it, like think about how mad I should be because I fucking know all of it. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be mad for me telling you. Yeah, you should, like, you'd don't be kill like, the wow, messenger. That's fucking cool. Yeah, don't kill yeah. the messenger. Like you, you have your beliefs that you stand on, and that's fine. Anytime somebody stands on beliefs, that I don't ever say, hey, you're wrong for what Definitely you believe. Not. Right. If you have valid arguments for what you believe, that's fine. You can't just tell me like I love meat because it reminds me of when I was six years old and I'd go hunting with my dad. That's cool. 
that's fine. But look at the bigger picture. Is that the same meat that you were eating back in the day? It's not. 100% no. There's no way. Yeah, so so also, things have changed. When you're basing your whole fucking moral objectification on taste bud preference for five minutes, we should probably look even deeper into ourselves and think about where we can switch. Well, I'll tell you that, and I'll leave you with this last one. The fixation we have on food. This gentleman earlier today said he used to have a fraternity brother in college that would almost talk about food like he was making love to it. He would hold up ribs and tacos mm -hmm. and look at it like, I can't wait to eat this again next week because, oh, my God, look at the flavor. And then they do this to it. And it's like that's unhealthy. And now he's overweight and he's unhealthy and all that stuff too. But food, we should not love our food the way that we do. We should not glorify food the way it does. Food porn is one of the weirdest things in the world to me it because is. when you take a photo of your food, that's one thing, right? But then when you objectify it and it's a way to where you make it sexy and you give it like this persona to where like if you don't like it, then maybe you're just kind of weird because you don't like that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I don't give a shit about that diabetes you have on a plate <laughs> because to me that doesn't look sexy at all. It looks What's sexy to me is raw broccoli. Yeah, and, then and avocado. And avocado. Avocado is the sexiest damn thing you can put in front of you. When you open man. up an avocado <laughs> and it is the most beautiful thing, you know it's right. Take a it's picture like, of that, yeah. right? When that when the, the seed is just right, it's not too big, it's too small. I saw someone post something where the seed was like the whole size of the avocado, and he's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> is this all about? I want my money back, you yeah. know? GMO avocado. GMO avocado <laughs> right there. Yeah. So, But, uh, yeah, no, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it, man. We're going to have to have another another part two with you, I guess, right here, right? So. <laughs> all right, guys.